name, so he, his name is Sheev Palpatine? Yeah, That's his, his first name. In, in the new canon, his name is Sheev. Yeah. The, it came out in a... There's a, a novel about uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. And in it, it just it explains his relationship between the Emperor, like, between the Clone Wars and, you know, A New Hope when he dies. Because the rationale was, like, we're going to get rid of the EU because it's it's garbage <laughs> and it's too stupid and there's too many, like, made-up things in it. But also we're going to change the Emperor's well, name to Sheev. Well, I always thought the Emperor's first name was Senate. Yes. Senate Palpatine. That's true. Yeah. It's Sheev that is true. Senate Palpatine. <laughs> Senate Palpatine Emperor. Could you imagine if that, like, he was Sheev. just like, I am now the Senate. <laughs> I am Sheev Senate Palpatine. And all his, all, his, all the stormtroopers just stand around like, do we have to, we have to call him the Senate now? It's better than Sheev, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> no, but in episode four they say, uh, I've just received word that the Emperor has dissolved the Senate permanently. So how does that make any sense? Well, I mean, he still wants to be the Senate because he said that line to Mace Windu, but then he was like, damn it, I killed everyone, so no one heard that sweet-ass line. So there's, no, there's, a, there's a whole different uh, conversation in the novel. I really enjoy the novelizations of Star Wars prequels because there's about a third of extra story to just rectify George Lucas's shitty writing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's like there was actually, like, that room was wiretapped, and he was like... Uh, he was he was he was playing the victim, and he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna kill me just because I believe in something else? Because I'm a Sith, huh? I never did anything to you. I never pulled a lightsaber out on you." And then and then they start fighting, and then as as fucking Sheev is like going to town with the red lightsaber, he's like, "Ah, oh, call security! I'm being attacked with a lightsaber." But you only hear the audio recording. So he just played that in front of the Senate, and they're like, yep, we're convinced. Wow. Which is a little bit better than nothing. Even yeah, though that's just... The Jedi Temple is packed with security holograms because of because you see Anakin killing all, like, the people. But then, uh... I, I do love this... It's just audio recording in Sheev's, uh, fucking office. I do no, love... Just, the silent minority is just being able to, to speak their minds now. <laughs> like, every closeted Sith in, in, the, in the Senate is just relieved that oh thank goodness finally we got a sith master as a as a as a ruler he All says what we're really them. thinking yeah <laughs> i'm sorry this is this is getting off topic is it is it i don't no. know there's no topic there's no topic have you seen wait for the other boy to show know, up shakti gets fucking shafted in that movie she does she, she gets does. killed twice she in the deleted scenes exactly. in two separate deleted scenes wait really? she doesn't get killed at the end does she? what no you don't see you don't see her get killed in the order 66 but there's a deleted scene in the beginning when they're going to rescue Palpatine, where Anakin and Obi Wan are going to rescue Palpatine, and Grievous just has Shock T like I, kneeling I on the ground, and he stabs her, and she like falls to the ground, and then later they had Anakin kill her in the Jedi Temple, and he stabs her, and it's the same shot of her falling to the ground <laughs> yeah. because because you can see like because it wasn't fully edited, but you they planned on using that exact shot where Grievous killed her because. You know, in the in the shitty like you know outtake bloopers deleted scenes cut, it's like it's her in the Jedi Temple, but just in the circle around her, she's on the ship with Grievous standing behind her. That I remember. Yeah. So it looked so bad. God, the prequels are just they're 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 a testament to when someone has too much creative power to do whatever they want. Yeah, I said George Lucas's best um, conditions are like with s enormous amounts of limitations. Because the original Star Wars trilogy is so good because of the limitations, but you can see like if he had if he had it perfectly the way he wanted it, it would not have been as good as. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> as we have now. Did you see Strange Magic? The first thing he did after Disney bought Lucasfilm. I'm not even going to talk about. Jesus, this. what is that? It's like this horrible like. It's got like the weird Polar Express Uncanny Valley vibe because everybody's motion capture, but everybody's like a sm like got Smurf proportions. 
It came out right after. I remember the trailers. I didn't see it. it so, was, wait, like, are they are they Smurfs? It's like weird, like Smurf creatures. Why? What is the point? I don't know. I think it's, it's funny. It's like Pixie Hollow, like the 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 Tinkerbell movie, except that everybody's got like the weird. Uh, Polar Express, Robert Zemeckis motion capture. Wait, so everyone's there's their motion capture of real actors, but their yeah. faces are their faces normal or do they? Their faces are the motion capture. They look like the character, like the actors, but it's like they have weird like Smurf heads. So it'll be like if a char- like caricatures, like if an actor has like a big nose or big ears, it's that times a million. It's a bit like uh like uh Nomeo and Juliet. Yeah. Anyways. Nomeo and. <laughs> Remember that, Jazz? Oh, God, there's a man at the door. Oh, God. FBI, oh. open up. Oh. Our special guy. You just oh. fucking slammed two people in the face. Ow. Oh. Look at what we're talking about, Angie. Strange bag, yo. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is this? That looks like... That looks like garbage, doesn't it? It does look like garbage. From the mind of George Lucas. From... Oh. This podcast is now yeah, featuring see? Angie. It's like weird, like... like like that's motion cap. That's Alan coming. See, but like the thing is, it, it looks like if they just stuck with just animating the faces normally, it looked it looks good. Like it looks okay. It looked fine. It's just you know everything. It's basically like a, a Shrek ripoff, but like it's so it's much a Shrek worse. ripoff. <laughs> like, <laughs> Angie, say something for the, the audience. Say something for the audience. Into the mic. They can barely hear you. Come on. Hello. I, mean, I don't know what I said. I realize you're recording. You're classic, classic Angie. That's the magic of this podcast. You have to pretend that you're not being recorded. Did the listeners okay. even know what they're listening to? Did we do an introduction? Do uh, an no, we're gonna do an introduction right now. Yeah, okay, okay, welcome. Wait, does anyone want to Einstein's? I already got one. Uh, I'm good. You want your food? Yeah. Okay. Sponsored by Should Einstein's. Yeah, you can come back. Um, we can't. We'll stand outside. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we can't yeah, do that. Fine. Why are the police? We'll have you guys on the podcast. We did. Time. We did a cold okay. open talking about uh, Palpatine. Okay. That's I'm it. Gonna... That's all you missed. Oh, good. I'll leave oh, again. <laughs> Today I learned his first name was Sheev. I think you were about to say Steve. No, we're good. Good. Steve from Minecraft. Do you mind being in the background of this podcast for where you are right now? We're not editing this out. Hi everyone. Hello. Unless you care. Unless you, unless this you is the care. kind of art that happens in real time. If We're is, capturing it happening oh right God. now. Art imitates life. The, is there anything left to say? Secretaries. They're here. You can't say that. Us. that I just did. It's not real. Assistance. Secretaries is not PC anymore. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Assistant okay. of state. Yes. Goodbye. Awesome. Goodbye. Thank you very much. It's because yeah, it's like uh, secretary is. It's like stewardess. See, we got a nice, we got a nice smooth six minutes, forty-five seconds in. Here, get, get up close and personal. A with, smooth uh, your, your six share. minutes. I gotta stop. I gotta stop saying mm-hmm. the durations because people at home will be following along and they realize it'll be like a minute shorter because I edited so much shit out. Well, if you edit out the whole, because we already have the whole. Just say intro other possible. Just it. say other possible timestamps so you can edit it over. I couldn't help but notice that your wavelengths are a bit smaller than everyone else's. So if you just scooch a little closer. Is it my? Oh, okay. Hello. Mm-hmm. I will get right up close to the mic. Okay, Hello. that's good. That's Hello. good. How are you doing? That's good. You're pretty good. How are you? So, oh, you got a Baja and I don't. I'm sorry. I went to Einstein. You should have asked hey. Alexis. I should have said that. <laughs> they have Baja Blast at Einstein's Bagels? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at your local Einstein's. We don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> why is Einstein's used as a bagel place? What did Einstein do that warranted him the title of Bagel Man? There might be another guy named Einstein. We don't know. Two Einsteins in one place? Come on. Which which contribution to society is bigger? Albert Einstein or the Einstein Bagel Brothers? Probably the bagels. Einstein never made me a bagel. <laughs> he never provided to my fucking calorie count, so, you know. Yeah, Einstein didn't feed me this morning. That's true. With his fucking Manhattan Project. So, anyway. Jesus. <laughs> um, speaking of the 
No, I can't do that. Speaking uh, of the <laughs> project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the name of this podcast, if you don't know already, I mean, we're three episodes in now, but uh, this, it's, it's, is there anything left to say? My name is Mark. My name is Shane. I'm Christian. You'll never know my name. It's, it's Bradley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he's our guest for the evening. Hello. Yes. I've never done a podcast before. Please this be is, gentle. It's a first for everyone here. It's a third for us. Yeah. Well, not long, not for me and Christian. In the long term, it's a third. What? Christian and I have done five other... I'll plug your other podcast, please. No, because we're not recording that podcast <laughs> anymore. Yeah, well, you can plug the episodes. People, Maybe, you don't know, maybe it'll get really popular. Yeah, maybe go on to, to go on to Little Bit of Magic uh, podcast, whatever, look it up on iTunes, listen to the only five episodes that we have created. Did you name your podcast after the film that George Lucas did? That's... <laughs> <laughs> We were gonna what? Call, yeah, we, we called it Strange Magic for the first week, and then George Lucas sent us a cease and desist. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, there were there were lo- there were local small town theaters that had um, like physical copies from like the seventies and eighties of the unedited like theatrical trilogy, and the Lucasfilm suits would literally come to those theaters and take them away. Like they don't want those versions to exist. Well, see, that's what one thing I don't understand. Why? What about those original cuts? is George Lucas so ashamed of. He thinks they're incomplete, and also they were edited by people that weren't him. There wasn't enough CGI. There wasn't enough... I there wasn't enough giant green lizard monsters blocking 90% of the screen at <laughs> any given point. Did know what CGI was back then? Did we have no. that technology? No, that's no, why it's so jarring. Because you look at the back of the box, it says copyright 1977. It was a fucking CGI job of the hut, and it's like future generations. As a kid, I didn't even realize that they didn't use computers. I had to figure that out, and I was more impressed when I learned that they didn't. That's why Jurassic Park is so timeless, and E.T. What year was Jurassic Park? 93? 93. Fucking yeah. gremlins. But in the E.T. special edition, they make him CGI. I'm sorry, can I curse on this podcast? Yes, yeah. it's... Yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, I guess we mark it as explicit on anger. Yes. Yeah, you can say the fuck word. Yay. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna lose... We're gonna lose this, the Baja sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final boss of sponsorship. Yeah. Baja boss. <laughs> we have to get Mountain Dew to sponsor we Christian, you got something to share for the audience. No, I'm getting my laptop for, for the potential funnies for the future. Oh, the potential yeah. funnies? You have a laptop of potential funnies? Yes, potential yes. funnies. Matter of fact, I do. Is it specifically for potential funnies? Yes, there's the potential funnies. So there's do you have a laptop for potential serious work? <laughs> do not play copyrighted material. I'm not playing copyrighted material. If you play Mulan, I will have to break this laptop of funnies. I, I just have to fan. mention that last episode I made a point of screaming at Shane for talking over Mike one time, and I believe I talked over everybody else like 13 or 14 times, and then I realized when editing. <laughs> um, mm. I sold everything. Right oh, there. you don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, Sucks to be you. Where are we? The, where are we? Where are know. we in the house? I guarantee you. Do you know what the most famous... Okay, for anybody that doesn't know right now, because you, how could you know this audio? Uh, Christian is Googling famous Shanes throughout history. The most famous one, I would say, is the Western movie. The one that Logan is based on. Oh, yeah. Not just based on. I mean. Nope, we got basketball players, athletes, guitarists, baseball players. Shane Dawson. That's the one that I get a lot. Shane Dawson. I get what more. a guy. Didn't he fuck his cat? Allegedly. 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 Although they did find... they. He said He said no. That he didn't, and then they found a tweet from like ten years ago where he said like my cat is staring at me like I did something but I don't remember what it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's like ten years ago. So that's pretty Awful. hard to deny. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, cats are so intelligent, cat- and it's just 
Oh god. Oh god. All cats hate me. I've never met a cat that likes cat, me. Cats hate everybody. Mm-hmm. Cat scratched me in the fucking face once. My girlfriend has a cat. She she named uh, she named him Kitty. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, he has diabetes. <laughs> That's not good. A cat can have diabetes. A cat can in fact have diabetes. No, but he's they, not. He's not like. It's not like they, they took very good care of him. He's not fat. In fact, he's very very skinny. So he he like contracted type two diabetes just because. It's a shame. Yeah, you, you have to like do the. It does it work the same process as like people with diabetes? We have to like prick the finger every time they eat and check the. No, but they do have insulin for cats. They do. I learned that uh, <laughs> a couple months ago. There's special insulin for cats that you can give them. Do you know what that means? That means if you ever have a child that has diabetes, you'll know exactly what to do. Because you know how diabetes Take with them cats to the works. Yes. <laughs> Get them neutered. <laughs> cat. I'm sorry, son. I just you have diabetes. We we can't allow you to have sex. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's true. Why are you looking up Big Daddy plushies? Do you think, uh, <laughs> from from Bioshock. No, he typed in Big Daddy, and that's the first thing that came up. <laughs> Don't shame me. I'm a man of culture. You think Kirby ever had to let go to the vet? Kirby had to go to the vet? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he go to a doctor? Kirby probably has diabetes. What insurance do you think he has? Well, Kirby if you, if you definitely has diabetes. The shit that he's eaten. But the thing about it is that Kirby's just a baby elder god, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. He just... There is nothing that he can not defeat. It's a perfect form. Have you guys seen... You've seen the World of Light trailer for Smash Brothers, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, did you see the comment from, uh, from Sakurai saying that the, there's only three people that could have survived that attack? Palutena... Bayonetta and Kirby. Yeah, and they chose Kirby because he was the easiest to play. But we all know it was because Kirby just is an elder god. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's good. Well, Palutena is a god as well, and then Bayonetta can just travel between dimensions, so she could literally just have gone anywhere she wanted to. I'm pretty. I'm right pretty there. sure if he was there, Manjo could have survived. No, but I'm pretty sure. No, but <laughs> guys, we're still on. He would have just hid in his little backpack. Guys, Snake wasn't even in the box. No, Snake he wasn't. He wasn't. Box. Snake put the box down and fucked Shut off. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he, did, he absolutely did. Where else? He absolutely. He lived. Snake lived. He's smarter than that. He wouldn't have just put himself in the box. But you know what the rest of the story is. The snake doesn't pop up again. I know. Huh? There's a there's a, a comment that says no. The reason he's in the box is because well, this is assuming he's big boss. Because it's funny. <laughs> well, this is assuming he's big boss. But the the boss says that the reason Snake loves the box so much is because it's the only place where he ever feels at peace. The boss said that about that. That, like, is, that's in Peace that is shit. Horseshit. That's that's in like Peace Walker or something, that's, where they beautiful. say that the reason that Snake likes the box so much is because he's at peace. But here's the thing: in Smash Brothers, it's Solid Snake. It's not Big Boss, they so that, that that doesn't hold up. Well, it's just Snake. They well, it could it could still snake. hold up. I mean, I, I mean, is that genetic? It very well could be. I mean, if you're talking about like just meditative states, they're they're doing the same missions. They're trained the same. That's true. It would it would make sense. That's true. But here's the thing, Solid Snake, I feel like, is is inferior to Big Boss, in a way. Big Boss is my favorite. This is the part where Absolutely. I tap out. Is, is it the part where you... Have you Here played a Metal Gear? I've Here watched him play all of them. We Welcome to the I played all Brad and Shane podcast! I played all four and they watched me. This is, the part, this is the part of the game How where... How shift the chairs that were in the <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where everyone realizes how much I don't know about Metal Gear. That's fine. Really? <laughs> The thing, I've never played any of the games. I grew up strictly with uh, Nintendo consoles, so okay. the only games I could have played were uh, were Twin Snakes, and was Peace Walker released on the GameCube? Peace Walker, Snakes no, I right. think Peace Walker was only ever portable, was only ever PSP. Oh, wow. So yeah, I, I definitely would never have been able to... I've been able to play that one, but the thing about it is that it was most likely rated M, and uh, my good Christian mommy uh, did not want me to play any uh, games 
over E for everyone. I had a Christian mom too. You are Christian. It didn't make any That's sense. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Like it, the only reason it really had to be M was because of the violence. But like they don't, they don't curse. They don't like. There's no. The only real sexual thing in the first one is the fact that Snake looks at Meryl's ass for one part. That's nice. And that's part of the story, because like, Meryl disguises herself as a guard, and the only way you can figure out whether or not she's a guard or, like, she isn't a guard is you have to look at each guard that you pass his ass, and if they wiggle their butt the way Meryl did when you first met her, then you know that it's Meryl. God damn it, Kojima. That's, I, I, that, okay. We managed to talk about Metal Gear every time because of how much I fucking love that franchise. It's yeah. my Metal favorite Gear. game. It is, it is a good franchise. I really enjoy it because there was so much passion put into oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Except yeah. for the last one. Except for Five, which is just a, a cash grab. And or Are you talking about Survive? There's gotta be one guy out there. Five, five, I will say, is not a cash grab. Five got chopped off at the fucking uh, butthole. I want that... That liquid ending. Do you remember that? Do you know what that is? What I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, there's, the a, there's like a third chapter. There's where a chapter 51. Explain for the boys yeah. in the back who okay. don't know. Well, you have to already know the ending. So basically, the the uh, spoilers for Phantom Pain. Uh, if you haven't played through Phantom Pain, and when I say play through Phantom Pain, there's a mission. Without spoiling anything too bad, there's a mission late late in the game that's triggered by uh, doing some side missions where you essentially play the tutorial again. But the ending of the tutorial mission is different to explain something that they didn't explain at the beginning of the game. And that holds the biggest plot twist in the game. Yeah. So, this is your last chance. Skip ahead to... Uh, uh, I'll put in the time code. Yeah, put the time code go. in the description. The um, description? Just, yeah, you can put the description. It's fucking Spotify. No, it's Anchor has it. Well, it's Spotify or iTunes has a description. Or you could like you could edit it. You could edit in you yourself. You can edit in a time code. Yes. You can edit in a funny robot voice if you're just going. Please That's what skip I did. To this. Oh, I did, did that for um. I did that for the last episode when Mike couldn't think of the creepy pasta he was talking about. Well, there you oh, go. Right. You just got instead of a creepy robot voice, you got to make it different every time. Now, okay. now it's got to be a banjo voice. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to do a bit. We'll have to get uh, Chris you... Sutherland if you're in town. Whee! Come on down and do the banjo voice. Muhammad Cunningham, no. if you're nearby. Jesus <laughs> no. Christ. Anyway, alright, so, uh, uh... Oh, in case you didn't know. <laughs> no, don't. Fuck. No, don't. Oh, We're talking about... I want to tell, tell you who that is, but it requires us talking about something that we talked no. about every no, we'll single... No, we'll just say... It's no, no goddammit, you said it! Fuck! <laughs> He's everywhere. Stop. Wait, who is that. who? Gee, <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Don't worry about it. Talk Chris about... Chris Sabat? Talk about... Talk about... If you say it, I'm leaving. Anyway, okay, so. Phantom Pain, uh... At the very end of the game, basically you're playing as Big Boss, who lost his arm during uh, Ground Zeroes, the demo that was released before. The $40 demo. Exactly. I actually, <laughs> I, I bought that recently. So did I really? played it after I finished all of Phantom Pain, and I was like, this is terrible. I bought the, <laughs> I bought the $20 Phantom Pain Definitive Edition, which comes, it's $20 for Ground Zeroes, mm -hmm. Phantom Pain, and every single DLC and online. That's how you fucking do it. It's so good. <laughs> the definitive edition's twenty bucks. That is, it's, it's probably even cheaper on Steam now. Probably, I would say. And CDKeys.com. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, you're playing as this disheveled boss that got blown up in uh, in Ground Zeroes uh, on a helicopter with uh, one of his companions that he just saved, named Paz, I think, yeah. and Chico. <laughs> Uh, along with a medic, <laughs> who its name is fucking Chico. It's there's a what an unusual name. <laughs> anyway. Is it coincidence? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so on that helicopter, they are removing a bomb from Paz's stomach, uh, Mission Impossible Three style. Yeah, and Paz reveals that there's another bomb inside of her head. 
she falls out of the helicopter, but it wasn't actually a bomb, but then it was a bomb later on. That's not important. But it's but not, it was inside her head. It was inside her head? Yeah, Skullface said he hid it a place where they'd never look. That's what he said. Jesus Bikini Christ, bomb. are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. They said he hid it where they'd never look. Oh my god, That's why Kojima. in World of Light, when you have pause as a spirit, you spawn in with the bomb bomb. <laughs> Holy fuck. That is <laughs> fucked. It is so fucked. I'm sure Mario would not approve that. The picture uses from Peace Walker, but... Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, they they said place where they'd never look. That can be inside of her head. They they would never look inside of her head. It can be, but we're also talking about the man who had a bikini model as a sniper and who's made some... Who made a female character who you need to identify purely by her ass alone. Yes. (laughs) Um, Brad, let me ask you this. Yes. What if in the ending of Metal Gear Solid 4, when the old and grizzled snake is at the graveyard Uh uh, and a familiar foe arrives in a suit and tie, he's aged himself, he holds up a note, and it's Donkey Kong asking about the Smash Brothers initiative. <laughs> and it all tied in together. Oh, what would you do? Just Donkey Kong in a trench coat with an eye patch, just being like, <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong is in a big boss. But yeah, in here's the thing: in four, when Big Boss is at the graveyard, he doesn't have a fucking robot arm. So when Phantom Pain opens and you have a robot arm and you have shrapnel sticking out of your head, you're like. Yeah. What happens to Big Boss? (laughs) Exactly. And that's actually where the twist comes, because on that helicopter when Big Boss got blown up, there was a medic that was treating Paz and trying to get the bomb out of her. So, it turns out that through a series of, and I'm not shitting you with this, hypnotism and reconstructual face surgery, the medic is made to think that he's Big Boss, and therefore carry out his mission in, uh, in, in the events of Metal Gear 5. So that the actual original big boss can start making Outer Haven that will become the antagonist of the other games. So, five, you never actually play as big boss. You play as a medic who thinks that he's big boss. Oh. Do you want to know how I figured... I figured out the spoiler. I figured out the twist Mm -hmm. probably two minutes into the game. How so? Because of the song. Because of the song. Because when you wake up, a song about a man faking his own death and going off to save the world is playing. And then another guy voiced by Kiefer Sutherland, whose face is wrapped in bandages, shows up. And he's like, hey, you need to go this way. And he seems way more competent than Big Boss. (laughs) I'm like, that's Big Boss. I'm the medic from the helicopter. Got it. (laughs) Damn. Immediately. In one of the other games, don't you play as someone else that isn't Snake? You play as Raiden in two, and people got mad at that. What? Um, yeah. Why did you look at me? <laughs> into the fucking the naked look. metal cyborg man. I didn't mind him so much. I liked Metal Gear Solid 2 a lot. I don't like Metal Gear Solid or Revengeance. Rising. I didn't play called. that one. Which one is the? That, that's that's the, the one where you play as Raiden. It's, there's no stealth. <laughs> like, except got, there is. Yeah. Except there isn't. Well, people got mad because Raiden was like just a, a solid snake ripoff, except he was like an like an, an anime boy in two. Yeah. He's just like, what's going on, Colonel? The whole time. And then <laughs> was that Sonic? Raiden. Then, yeah. Turn off the game console. And then it, yeah, <laughs> it's that. Because he wanted Solid Snake to be so much more of a legend. Because if you played as him and you like messed up, it's like that's not how Solid Snake was supposed to do it. So he made it so that you watch Solid Snake be at like the badass that Kojima wanted him to be, mm-hmm. and you just like watch it as Raiden. And then people didn't like that, which is why they make fun of him so much in three. But then in four, Raiden was super cool <laughs> because he's a fucking cyborg ninja. Yeah. And so they're like, how come we couldn't play as that one? And so then we got Rising Revengeance, wow. where you just play as that guy and you fight. Uh, the senator with Nano Machine's son. Yeah, and he actually says, uh, "Make America great again." He does. Oh. Yes, 
That's the one. That's the one where he. Mm. That's the one where also um, he's like, uh, "We're gonna take over America with memes." Yeah. 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 Wipe, well, in the end wipe of four, this is full circle he once says, again. Wipe this meme from the face of the earth. There you go. This whole, this whole, this whole podcast is like poetry. It rhymes. Because we can't stop avoiding like the same five conversation topics for three episodes. Because <laughs> well, right, it's so the three of us, and we each have our own thing. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing like, out. It's inconsistent. Give me, give me. Uh, what, what should we talk about? What's something that we've well, never we're talked about? D and D. We haven't talked about D and D. We haven't. You have not talked about D and D. We have not talked about all of our D and D experiences. Let's Dun- talk about that. Dungeons and Dragons is the most fun game that anyone has ever invented. Um, he said it. For those of yes, it is. It but because it's true. Uh, you've all played D and D before. You played in a. We we had a. Um, We've only recently gotten to it this year. Yeah. Yes. We you've played it longer than us. Yes, I have. I've been. I've played it for about three years now. Are you a dungeon master? I am. I'm a dungeon master. I have my own campaign. Wh- what's like, the weirdest thing like someone's requested to roll for? Um, dick. No, I can't. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say dick size, but it happens so often that it's just become more of a, a, a normity. Um, I guess I would have to say the weirdest thing that anyone has asked to roll for is: um, uh, Are you ever going to have Joey on this podcast? We would like to. Like to. the world ends on the docket. So, for those of you who may or may not know, he's the one that actually started getting us into D anD. d He dungeon mastered for us first. And then I wanted to run my campaign because I got inspired, and so we had two campaigns because he wanted to play. So, in this campaign, he I, I set up like a uh, like a kind of a mystery in the town where this freedom fighter, essentially terrorist group, was planning to attack the capital in some way. Oh, excuse me, breakfast dominoes, and um, <laughs> I wish. And they there there's this bar that a lot of the members, alleged members, frequent. So they went to it, they started asking questions about the guy, you know, just like... And the bartender was fairly reasonable. It's kind of obvious he was hiding something, but, like, he was warming up to the group. Joey then got impatient and said, I would like to roll to throw a chair at him. Out of the blue. Absolutely no context. He wasn't being hostile in any way, and he threw a chair at the bartender, and they got kicked out, and that line of questioning was gone. But that's what I love so much about D&D, is that stupid shit like that can happen all the time. Like, for example, you guys, um, those of you who were in this, uh... For the for the for the shared extracurricular club that we all participate in, um, we had a uh, one shot uh, that I'd organized with mm-hmm. Joey. I was so there. Members Where could come and do it. How how did you guys like that? I enjoyed I loved it very it. much. There I was, was what I was not in your group. I was with uh, Joey's, but they did the same campaign basically overall. Yeah, we, we 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 did it so that way it was the two. We just did the same campaign, and it would be so no one miss out on anything. Um. In that time, uh, Christian over here got uh, possessed oh. by a beholder. So it was like the final boss of the campaign, and just, just a giant beholder appeared, and I was a elf ranger, which, me not knowing, was you can't get charmed as an elf. <laughs> but the beauty of me not knowing this fact is what makes this amazing. So I get charmed, and it is also like... How late was it? it? Was like one? It was at that point we'd probably play until about one thirty. One thirty. I had a paper to write, and I'm just loopy, so I started screaming, "Praise the beholder! He's now my best friend." Other people were like trying to roll. I'm like slapping like <laughs> the like the di- dice out of their hand. I'm like, "No, he's our friend!" Ugh. Kept screaming, "Praise the ball!" People in other rooms heard me. It was it was. Wonderful. Oh, I actually did hear that. It was wonderful. I remember that. <laughs> That was a wonderful well, time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys want, I can do. We can do a. We, for those of you who don't know what D and D is, I can do a little 
impromptu campaign right now. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. I have a so dice. Quick, quick, quick I have a dice dice roller online. He, he did look it up. up. He just got it. Oh my god. He just brought it. All right. So, uh, who are you all playing as? Give me. Let's go down the line. Uh, Mark, this is improv. Go. I'll be basic wizard. Wizard? Human, wizard what? Human class. Human wizard? What are you doing? What's your name? What are you My doing? name is Cerulean. <laughs> My goal is to be the greatest person that ever lived and to have everybody know it, even when I'm dead. All right, all right. Christian, what do you got for us? I'm a, I'm a paladin named Joey the Third. Joey the Third. And I'm here to spread the good news of the lasagna god. Of lasagna god? Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, What's the name of the episode? What do you got? I'm, I'm Dip. Uh, I'm a fighter. Uh, fortune and glory, baby. Nice. Fortune and glory. There you go. So all of you are walking down a path, talking about your goals, uh, giving yourself up in the lovely kingdom of uh, Esthalmia, and you come across a horde of bandits, and the bandit captain walks up to you and says, We. Where do you all go in? To the Queen's Castle. <laughs> right. S -s -s give me your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he started, they all pull out uh, poorly made shanks. Uh, what, what do you guys do? I uh, roll to say no. You roll to say no. Why all right. roll for that? Wait, Why wait, wait. How convincing no? I am. No, how convincing <laughs> I am. <laughs> all right, I need you to roll for persuasion to, to tell the bandit no. I got a one. You got a one? Oh. Yes. <laughs> You in fact tell him yes, and you take off your armor. <laughs> you take off your armor and give it to him. Oh, damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I'm trying. Why did you roll for something you didn't need to roll for? I want to see how it can be convincing. Oh, congratulations! You were. How many are there? I rolled a punch. The the guy that just said give me your shit in the face. Give me your right. face. Okay, just give it. Give it a little roll. Roll, then. roll. Eighteen. 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 Uh, you you ball up your. What are you, a human? Yeah. Okay, you ball up your little human hand into a fist, and you go, this is it. This is for my family. This is for the <laughs> glory. This is for everything in the world. And you punch the bandit captain so hard in the face that your, uh, left... Or, sorry. Your like index and ring finger dislocate. Uh, and you, uh... You just decked him! You yeah. can't hold anything. However, he is knocked out cold, so, uh... Sweet. Good, good job with that. Good job thank with that. You, you thank you. Thank you. the first mob. Seeing that the leader is, is uh, kind of knocked out, uh, the other bandits are going to piss themselves on there. So, congratulations, guys. You got your first encounter done. Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. congratulations. Yeah, can, can, can I get my armor, armor back? <laughs> um... Roll to pick um, up your yeah, armor. Yeah, roll to pick up your armor. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, very eloquently, you see it's almost an art form as he picks up every piece of his armor and gingerly places it on his body. Like when Jaden Smith puts his jacket on in the Karate Kid movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a movement. It's ingrained. You see that it's, there, there's many years of training behind the movements of putting on his armor. But the most interesting piece about it was that he was naked under his armor, and uh, you're not really sure why. <laughs> Usually there's undergarments that you wear, but... Uh, Laugh all you want. It gives me poison resistance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's essentially D and D in a nutshell. You know, there's there's laughter, tears, um, heartache, intrigue. Oh God, can I tell him about Petey Bob? Please. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Bob? Mike, are you, will Mike allow you? What? Do it. Different no, Mike. Mike doesn't. Mike doesn't like talking for the folks about at home. Different Mike than different the guy Mike, not the you heard time. last time. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, you don't tell it. Okay. So for our first campaign, we did. Uh, like, the first encounter we ever had. Get closer uh, to the mic, sweetie. Okay. Uh, first encounter that we ever had was uh, this group of bandits outside of a cave. Mm -hmm. 
and they just they were like just fucking around and we were hidden in the woods they couldn't see us and they had this bear in a cage and the bear was like sort of getting agitated we went and we walked over to the bandits and we started fighting them and it was you know it was always going well in our favor and the bear was getting more and more agitated and mike made it our, our dungeon master mike made it apparent that the bear was getting very, very agitated. And so after we killed all the bandits, there was just this bear in a cage. And we thought, we thought, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is the again, again, we, <laughs> I thought that because the bear was in a cage and they weren't eating it or it wasn't dead or wearing it, it's probably important. So I said we should send somebody back into town to ask them if they're missing a bear. So, uh, Allie and Dom, I think, went back into town and asked, like, yeah, and asked, like, the mayor of the constable of the town if they needed a bear. And the dungeon master, Mike, who was doing all the voices, was, like, so fucking pissed that we're asking about this bear. He's like, (laughs) what are you talking? No, it's a bear. Like, no, it's just a bear. And so then we were like, well, obviously we need to, we spent probably an hour talking about what to do with the fucking bear. (laughs) We named him Petey Bob. Um, we opened up the cage and then our dungeon master, we were like, oh, we're going to open up the cage and then we're going to, you know, uh, you know, tame him and he's going to be our friend. And we opened up the cage and then our dungeon master goes, he ran away into the woods and you never saw him again. And so then after that session was over, he said he was trying to roll for the bear to break out of the cage, attack one of us and run away. But he kept rolling like ones. (laughs) So he couldn't, he, the bear never broke out. So the bear was never supposed to be important, but we wasted an entire session trying to ask what the fuck, should we sell the bear? Should we skin it? Should we eat it? We don't know what to do. We were fighting. We named it. And once we named it, we all got attached to it. And so then we dedicate the entirety of the campaign. I ask him, like, I'm gonna, I say, I roll to shoot the bear. And then they go, no, he's there. We're going to give him a name. People are like, I'm like, you can't name him right when I'm wanting to shoot him. So I take back my shot. <laughs> Can I just say... That's the first time I've ever heard that story because every you time I, I would ask, you guys wouldn't allow me to know. Mike wouldn't like. Mike didn't want to know. Mike didn't like that we put so much time and effort into that because Mike doesn't really like the way that we do D and D. In that it's because we, we don't do it correctly because we just we just piss him off. <laughs> we get distracted very easily about the smallest shit. But that's like that, that's like the the funnest stories, and I think as a DM, it's definitely I love those moments because. Those are the moments where you get to punish the players for just... <laughs> oh, he's punished us. <laughs> Shane's, Shane's first character... My first character's dead. Really? The fir- the character that I started off with that campaign, he got fucking eaten by a bug monster. So I made a... Did he try to tame that one too? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I was at like... I was at like... Eight health, and I got dropped into a pit, and there was a bug monster. And then I w- it was me and... Um, and our friend Dom, and he just turned invisible the moment we were in the pit, so it was just me and this bug monster. <laughs> and I got fucking slaughtered, and so I made a new character who's already ten times better. Like, the minute one is already ten times better than my last one, because I actually, by, ta- by that time, I knew what I was doing, and I knew what to prioritize. Yes, and but who is that say, character referencing cool. to, your new character? Yeah, my build, it's a, it's a, it's based on a, on a big boss build. On, like, because he's based on, like, that stuff. Because I looked up a, a build... For like a character like Big Boss. What what class is he? He's a fighter. Or no, he's a he's a ranger. He's a ranger that's yeah, that like. Sense. But oh no, is he like rogue or something? Oh, he's a rogue. No, it's a. Because I know you're not the same as me. Too. It's well, he's a rogue now because he's um. Oh, it's a rogue and assassin. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rogue assassin. It's a rogue assassin. That's what it is. Those are fun to play. Oh, it's the so best way was how he was introduced. So cool. Whereas in, so imagine you're still in that pit, giant bug monster, invisible friend. Yeah, Shane just One got guy eaten. just got murdered. <laughs> and then he goes. 
Now imagine you see a box at a corner. <laughs> he says that, and we're like, oh my god, he oh, didn't. No, he then he just goes, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy named Snake pops out of that box. <laughs> oh my god, you named him Snake? I did. And yes, Solid Snake. But we don't call each other. Franchise Metal the Gear, then popped out. We don't call each other the D&D names. Because I'll just be like, Mark, shit. Like, I'll just be like... Because no, you guys don't know my D&D Yeah. Because we keep forgetting. Which was yours? Swazi, dude. Yeah. We flip flop. It's HQ Bro. It's H2 Bro. Italian, a.k.a. Buddy. Buddy the Elf. Because I'm an elf. I... Alright. Yes. Minerva. Wait, Minerva. I understood Mike's anger just a little bit more, but okay, continue. <laughs> Dom is Dom, because his name is, his name Dominance. is Dominance in... Just so you can be called Dom in the... Wow. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that is incredible. My first character was my PlayStation IP, uh, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Yeah. What's your full address? My full address? <laughs> uh, uh, we the people. My full address is a... Uh, it's 13 dash... Uh, six at when we come back uh, Google <laughs> Google sponsored by Google I forgot what I was gonna say I'm Google sorry We're gonna, when we come back we will uh, street view uh, Christian's house yes and then we'll, <laughs> and we'll put the pictures on, as the thumbnail and for we'll the put podcast. giant cats over it so it looks like the cats are taking over your house <laughs> <laughs> wait what ad break we don't even know if we can do ad breaks. We can do ad breaks, yeah. Okay. Me Undies is the classic playground. <laughs> Dollar Shave Club. Audible. We have to say about 70% of the brands we mentioned here were not sponsored by. Squarespace. We had to figure out which ones we are. We are sponsored Walmart. though. We are sponsored by Blue Apron because we are a podcast. That is true. So That's therefore, true. by default. Yeah. <laughs> Lights just went out outside. It's because Blue Apron's going to come in. It's because Casper <laughs> Mattress is, is delivering. Because we lit in here. Speaking of lit, <laughs> the man great. <laughs> you can't. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk about other people's podcasts, but no. Norm Macdonald did a bit where he was sponsored by a sponsored by a, a company named Mangrate, which is like a grilling grate for a barbecue, and he deliberately fucked up every single sponsorship, <laughs> and then he lost his only sponsorship in like a week. So we're hoping to do the same. Not really. <laughs> to future potential sponsors. Are we sponsored by Nike? No. Wait. Sponsored by Nike. Nope. <laughs> Too easy. What? Too easy. That was genius. Are you talk, what are you talking about? We'll get to it later. Speaking Fuck. of book. Oh, um, good. Anyway, uh, get to, to shut up about your fucking tangent. I wanted to talk about uh, Looney Tunes because they're doing. <laughs> I'll leave. They're doing a new um, batch of animated shorts on Cartoon Network. I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like the first time since the fucking 1940s. Are they getting like? Animators that worked with uh, the originals. Mm, I'd have to look that up, but um, I'm gonna say no. It's I would have to look that up, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Never sorry, mind. sorry, sorry, Christian. Uh, that that had been really. Can you get closer? Is that my to job? The, can you get yes. closer to the mic and just do the little slurp for me, again, please? It's Thank it's you. premiering at like an animation festival with like Toy Story Four or some shit. Um, what do you guys think about Toy Story? 4? I know, I know that was, that was a that was a very good attempt to a segue to what we actually wanted to talk about. Wanna I do, just, I want to know what you guys you think about Toy get, Story. 4. You want to just get this over with? Toy Story Four, the Toy the Toy Story rent. I well, it's gonna be a. It it just, yeah, we were gonna start. talk about yeah. it with a certain someone who's not gonna be on this, this podcast anytime soon because the schedule filled up. But yeah, um, who who is that certain? <laughs> RJ, give me the G. Oh. Um, Fuck that guy. Just kidding. I love you, RJ. <laughs> Shout out to RJ. RJ, come on our podcast. RJ, get get on this podcast. Where the fuck up? I've been here. I'm 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 leaving. I'm gone. And now you'll never be on this podcast with me, and it makes me upset. Your Honor, 
I would like to present my case. Oh shit! Are you are you down for this discussion right now? Are we having the debate? The debate, yes. The I debate. thought you just talking about what Toy Story. Okay, okay, just Toy Story Four. Okay. Yeah, we well, can yeah, have yeah, the debate. Wait, 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 what's the Toy Story debate? The Toy Story debate is that I think the morality of the later sequels is fucked, so that they could just have sequels in the first place, because um, this is going to be so much editing because I'm going to be saying um thousands of times. But the confrontation between Woody and Buzz in 2 feels forced because what Woody tells Buzz in the first movie is that you shouldn't feel like a piece of plastic just because you are one. You have life of your own, you have agency, and you can make purpose out of what you have been created to be. Right? That's what he was saying. Right. But in, in, a, in a simplified kid's way so that people aren't, so kids are not like crying in the theater because they're having existential crises, <laughs> which you're doing in the new one with the fucking sport character. But um, th- he, say, he just says like, oh, you got a kid. You got a kid who's really like, and it's, it's, a, it's a double entendre because Woody feels fucking useless because he's not like by that kid anymore. It's like, he's like, yeah, you can go out, you can do things. You shouldn't just like shrivel up and die and like whatever. It's like, you don't want to get yourself exploded by a rocket. You could do things, right? So in two, Woody follows his own logic because he's like buzz has replaced me andy is is moving on he's going to cowboy camp he's growing up he's going to be in college soon like nothing that the prospector says though he is being manipulative is is really incorrect mm-hmm. like he's like oh he's going to grow up and, and go to college and forget about you and then but he's like fuck that and then the next one that's exactly what happens kind of but um it's it's um Woody follows his own logic. He's like, well, Buzz has re- essentially replaced me, even though he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy is going to... is, is he's, like, I'm getting old. Andy's going to break me. His mom's going to throw me out. It's, it's impending. So let me find purpose of my own, my own agency, and, and become uh, this, this, this trinket in a museum with a new set of friends. That's why they have all these scenes of him fucking around with, with yeah. Jesse and the Prospector and, and Bullseye, because he has, like, a new family now. Mm-hmm. And then Buzz comes in, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I, I'm gonna get thrown out if I stay there. Like, there's nothing I can do. And Buzz says, throws the you are a toy line back in his face, which is what he said in a point of telling him that he was worthless. And then he's like, he said, he said, he's like, he says that what he told him, life's only worth living if you're being loved by a kid. And that is not what he said. <laughs> but they change it so that he, they can have the movie. <laughs> I think, I think the, I think the better point of that, of, of Toy Story 2 was that. Woody, he didn't want Woody to just be in a museum. D- uh, yeah, that's like, the counter-argument. Yeah, because that's just like... That's my just... argument. That is <laughs> argument. That's the debate! Well, the, the, well the, the defendant present himself, please. Well, the, the argument that I have is that I think... Well, I personally like... Toy Story 2 is my favorite Pixar movie. That is... Because... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, I'm gonna... But uh, because I love... I love that. I think that argument that he has with Woody in Al's apartment where he says... Um, life's only worth living if you're, life's only worth living if being loved by a kid. I think it's much, it, I think it's much better than the. I think it's better than the first one because it's it's sort of it's it's humbling Buzz, but it's empowering Woody in that Woody feels like he is just a piece of plastic, but he's only ever gonna be worth something if he's not gonna be hurt or harmed by a kid. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it really is like, like Buzz saying, "You're behind glass and you'll never be loved again." Like. It's not the same. Andy doesn't feel the same for Woody as any kid would going to the fucking Smithsonian and seeing the, you know, the goddamn doll that Shirley Temple had behind a glass sitting on Archie Bunker's chair. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't, it's not 
the same. Yeah. So I think it's much more... I think it's completely the opposite side of the spectrum where because Woody does have this moment where... And it's because, you know, Woody's human. He's not He's not uh, a perfect... He's not perfect. So it's like, it is sort of hypocritical in that Woody can say all this different shit in the first one and feel that he's so right yeah, only to was... immediately break mentally the moment he does physically and say like, oh, I really am just a piece of plastic and it's so easy just to throw me out. And they really felt that with Wheezy. They feel... The reason that Wheezy exists is because it's this thing where it's like, oh, if I'm up here on a shelf, I'll never be, I'll, I could just be forgotten. Like, when you're a kid and but you're... that's the thing. When you're a kid and your toy is taken away, your mother puts it on the top shelf, but she puts it on the top shelf and puts it on the edge so that you can still see it. So that you know when you walk by that, there's a reason that the toy is up there. I did something wrong. But if a mom just puts it in a cupboard where you're never going to find it, you're going to forget about it because when you're a kid, that's all you do. You can just move on to the next one. Do you know how many toys Andy has? A lot. So it's like, so he just forgets about Wheezy. So it's this sort of like, like Woody can either end up like Wheezy or be in a museum and instead of being adored by one child, it's sort of semi-respected by millions on a daily basis. Yeah, but it's like, what would Buzz say if it wasn't a museum? What if it was just like another fucking, like, but it was like a big fucking toy emporium where kids could like, or a daycare. He wanted to stay in the daycare. That's the plot of Toy Story 3. Yeah. Buzz wanted to stay in the daycare. What daycare? I I know, that's why it makes no sense because it's the exact opposite in the next movie. (laughs) It's not the exact opposite. It's, he's being loved, he's actually being loved by kids in the third one, so he wanted to stay. I'm sure if Woody was being donated to a daycare, first of all, he was stolen, so that's bad, Uh, but he was, but Buzz legitimately thought that they were being taken to a daycare by all legal means. He legitimately thought... So he wanted to stay there. It made perfect sense. Buzz is my favorite Disney character. That's it all funny. makes perfect sense. So, Here's the, but, okay, so... The thing about Toy Story 2 is that it's a dumb fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen... I just... That's that's the joke. But I haven't... Oh. I haven't seen Toy Story 2 in a very long time. But I remember watching it as a kid, and even as a kid, I just kind of felt underwhelmed by the by the story because it didn't. It, it just felt so. The story felt very forced, and I didn't really understand what was going on, and like all of that. But seeing the 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 plot of the of the movie and hearing it now, uh, the thing that every toy wants, and I think the thing that's going to come up in Toy Story Four is that every toy wants to be played with and love. Um, so, in, in a case of staying in a museum, you wouldn't be played with. You'd just be on display. In a daycare, you'd still be played with. The daycare turns out to be terrible because all the kids are they're, they're three-year-olds, and they all just they break everything they touch. So, it's painful, but I think that every toy wants to be loved. And Buzz telling Woody, if you go to this museum, you're not going to be loved anymore. You're just going to be behind, behind glass. You're going to be on display. No one's actually going to ever like, appreciate you for you. They're going to appreciate you because of your name. Because that's the other thing, too, is that it's it, Toy Story 2 also has that interesting flip where Buzz initially thinks that he is the actual Buzz Lightyear from the cartoons or whatever the fuck. And he plays that role to an extreme where he has an identity crisis. And then he realizes that he's a toy and he accepts his identity. Woody starts out with his identity as a toy and then has an identity crisis when he realizes that he's a name brand. He's not just a toy and he actually is someone. So he starts falling into that. And then Buzz is the one that brings him out of that to say, well, no, you're a toy. The last time we had this debate, you and I were shit-faced. So there's a... So we did, yeah. We so none of, our, none of our points actually, like, added up to anything Well, I, I would argue that because it's, it's Woody realizing <laughs> that he is an actual historic commodity, which is true. 
And it's versus Buzz thinking that he is a space ranger, which is not true. So I don't know if they're entirely equivalent. I'm not saying they're entirely equivalent, but they're, it's definitely a... Uh, that is what they were trying to do. But I also, that, but. Uh, if you think of it that way, Buzz is under the impression that he is a space... Yeah, he's under the impression that he's a space ranger, but he's under the impression that he is the one and only Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Woody is a toy, and there's probably more than one Woody that out there. That is weird that they say. never address that. They never address that. There's the fucking Buzz Isle in two, which is oh god, Bo Peep's gonna fantastic. be with a different Woody in, in Toy Story Four. That could be a thing. Uh, <laughs> she could find a different Woody. That would be hysterical and terrible. I would, I would, I wouldn't mind that. And he's voiced like, by a different be, person. He's voiced would, by uh, he's voiced by Jim Hanks. <laughs> he's voiced by Tom Hanks' son. Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, John Ratzenberger or whatever. Who's Tom Hanks' voice? Doppelganger. It's like, Jim Hanks' Jim his brother. His brother. His really? Brother. Not that's not a joke. Oh wow. Okay. In the video games and that's in the Disney rides and stuff like that, it's Jim Hanks. It's his brother. And and Kingdom Hearts three when he says you you'll never have the darkness because you don't have friends or whatever he says. That's yeah. something that I would just. Uh, God, Kingdom Hearts. That is a game oh, that God. doesn't don't. Wait. One, I hate it. One second. Really? I hate it. Just to wrap this up, we Christians did, the Kingdom we Hearts. We talked about. So we talked about. Um. Uh, before, uh, before uh, we get. Oh uh, no no! I got one thing to say. I played like five minutes of three and then give up. Nice. I'm going to go back to We talked about Toy Story for a while. We never actually answered your question. Oh. Which is what we think of the fourth one. Yes. So the thing of it is, Woody is humbled in Toy Story 2 and learns that he shouldn't run away and he should be loved by a kid. And, you know, that it should, he should, you know, maintain his posts. And, Toy Story 2 is fucking And amazing. take care of people. <laughs> so what happens to Toy Story 4, Shane? Toy Story 4 is that uh, Woody runs away. <laughs> yeah! It's like none of this fucking ever happened. Woody runs away and finds uh, a carnival, which is just a substitute for Sunnyside, except it's like the complete opposite uh, philosophy, where he shows up to the carnival and he... It's... I think a big part of it is because he's in love with Bo Peep. Well, definitely, because he, he lost... He essentially lost his wife. But Bonnie hasn't grown up yet, so why the... F Fuck! Does he want to leave? Was it Here's the no no. Okay, imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine this. Let's say that you have a job, right? And in that job, you are supposed to basically put on a show or take care of this one person, right? You've taken care of this one person all of your life, and through that meeting, you met a lovely person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. You know, you become you become related, like. So you, you become involved, and, like, there's this whole thing, and, like, you know, you found true love, and then one day, she's just taken away from you. No explanation, nothing. She is an afterthought in the third movie. She is a line, and a throwaway line at that. That sucked. Yeah, yeah. it really it, sucked. When I was ten, it sucked. Yeah. Did she not want to be in it? Do we know the the story behind that? No, um, I know. It's because the reason they, they, they botched Bo Peep and RC and everything is because the script required... A very action-oriented movie, and Bo Peep, they couldn't. Well, they couldn't figure it out back then, but now they're just like, "Fuck it, she's not a porcelain doll anymore." <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, she's a lamp. That's yeah. why they didn't have RC. Right. You know who I missed the, the binoculars, motherfucker? Lenny. Yeah, I think everything went downhill after he left. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he has the loudest <laughs> voice, and he doesn't have a mouth. right here, Woody. <laughs> He's coming right this way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hit the dirt! <laughs> with the fucking combat, Carl. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so so he, you you you've you've dedicated your life to this job, and you've brought people into this job, and now now as the CEO of this job, you've lost your wife, your business is going under, and basically you're gonna have to say to everyone like, yeah, we, he Woody essentially in Toy Story three is a boss 
who has to let go all of his loyal employees. Yeah. Like, and he has to find, and he eventually finds them new employment, quote-unquote, with Bonnie. Now, the thing about it is that he had, Woody's been through a lot of shit. Like, even before the first Toy Story, he's been through a lot of shit. And to tie it in, uh, the Kingdom Hearts uh, section in, uh, the Toy Story section in Kingdom Hearts 3 is canon, apparently. Really? Yes. Oh, good lord. Jesus Christ. What? No, it's not, I don't, it's I don't can- fucking <laughs> want that. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh. no, it's not. The answer is no to that. Okay, that's um, a no from me. So, so essentially, he finds new employment, and the the toys are fine, and they're gonna be fine for like a while, because as you said, Bonnie hasn't grown up. So, one day, all of a sudden, your wife's not dead; she's alive, and she's in a carnival, she's and dead. she's essentially taken on the same role that you did, and it's nice because. You realize that she has made a, a good life for herself and a life that she doesn't want to leave. And you feel like that right now you can leave that life that you've built for so, so long. You can leave the people behind because Buzz is just as good a leader as Woody is. He proved that in Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. And he would definitely be able to, you know, rally the toys. Woody doesn't necessarily need to be there anymore. It doesn't feel like he needs to be there anymore. So Toy Story 4 is him coming to terms with the fact of, what does it mean to be a toy, and can I retire? Should I retire? Is that good, or should I try and convince Bo Peep to come back with me and to live with Bonnie? I'm much less cynical about this movie now. Yeah. Like I didn't think of it, yeah. Grown, thank, thank, you Brad. thank you, Brad. So You're welcome. Much. Disney, I, I will accept my check in the mail for single-handedly saving your movie. But here's the thing. You do what? horrible marketing, and I just came up with that all right now, and now I'm, I'm more excited to see yeah. the movie. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Are you right? <laughs> like, I really hope the movie, I am. The plot of the movie could be like li- anything other than that. It could be, but and I really hope it is that because Bo could be a bad guy. Bo could be a bad guy, but like it could still be it could still be that same plot. That'd be very stupid if she was a bad guy. But it, I mean, probably should be with the I don't know with the state of movies probably should be like uh, oh she's not really the bad guy she was just listening to what the bad guy was saying and thought he was right but deep down she's a good toy because she's a, a good woman toy. she was a different Bo Peep and there was another Bo Peep that they used hypnotherapy in a coma for eight years <laughs> to convince her that she was <laughs> god damn it Shane oh god uh. Uh, this is a new t- this is a new uh, trend for our podcast is we come full circle way before we want to end <laughs> that's a trend for me in life where I just compare literally anything to any of the various plots of any Metal Gear game well let's make this full circle into a cue because you tried to very seamlessly transition to what we actually want to talk about do you not? You want to skip over Kingdom Hearts then? Would skip over Kingdom Hearts? You're gonna what start. Is, you're gonna what start is there to say about Kingdom Hearts other than it's a bad game? Is there series? anything left to say? There's nothing left. To- <laughs> hey! Ah! Fuck! We came full circle again. Fuck it. We gotta end the. Podcast. We found the answer again. That oh. was, yes, there was something left to say. God, how much do we have left? Like, but, is there? Like, like, do we do we just go for as long no as we limit. want? There's no as limit. As long as you can, as long as all of us can stay here, we could just keep going. All right. What all time? Right, yeah. yeah, we got we got another like got 40 time. minutes. All right. Let's talk about uh. What are you saying? Segway. Looney Tunes. We're talking about the Looney Tunes that was going to seamlessly transition into the plot. Come on and slim. <laughs> so Brad, all right, you have a, you have a, you have a, you have a case to make. <laughs> Start from the beginning. We're giving you all the right. platform. I've I've made this case once before. So we stopped you because we wanted you to keep going on the podcast. Yes. Um. So very recently, uh, I had seen for the very first time in recent memory, Space Jam. At my girlfriend's uh, college, I was visiting for the weekend, 
and she was out babysitting so i was stuck at the apartment not doing anything so with her roommate we we you know we cracked open a few beers and then he was like hey uh you know we should watch a movie we were flipping through hulu and we found space jam and i was like i actually have never seen space jam i've seen the memes i've seen i remember like vaguely watching it as a kid on cartoon network one friday night you, you remember those nights where they had the movies absolutely yeah. on friday that, those were the best nights yeah. so i was like awesome. yeah i've never seen it and I watched it, and, uh, all right, so, here's the thing. We are not going to talk through this. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those of you who haven't seen Space Jam, I highly recommend that you pause this podcast and just give it a, give it a little watch. Honestly, you could probably leave the podcast on as I yeah. talk about it. Just make it a commentary track. Uh, <laughs> it will not sync up entirely <laughs> with the movie. <laughs> It was essentially a very weird biopic of Michael Jordan's transition from basketball to golf to baseball. And the entire movie is set up to make fun of him for doing it. I think this movie took place, or rather this movie was made after Michael Jordan had realized that becoming a baseball player was the worst decision he could have ever made in his career right. next to being in Space Jam. The movie starts off, I want to point out if you're watching the movie as I'm talking about this right now you'll notice that the background of uh what i believe is los angeles unless i'm mistaken i don't remember where he grew up it'll pan down oh, to kid michael jordan playing basketball on his in his driveway this is on a set like they didn't even find a house to film like this is on a set like you'll notice the slope is made out of fake grass the city itself is just a backdrop that's all that's all nick picks that's all minor details you, you'll notice that like he's playing basketball and his dad comes out and, you know, it's the movie, the tone is very somber. And his dad's asking, like, you know, what are you doing out here so late? And he's like, I'm playing basketball, dad. And he's like, all right, we got to come to bed. And he's like, one more basket, dad. And he's like, all right, fine, one more basket. And this kid is just dunking three pointers. And his dad takes note. And his dad gives him this really nice speech about, like, you know, if you want to work and follow your dreams and do that, you can do that. Kid Michael Jordan makes one more basket before walking in and going to bed. And as he makes the basket, you are just bombarded with the most amazing eye garbage of a montage of Michael Jordan's career I've ever seen in my life. The amount of contrasting colors that you are forced to watch as your retinas just explode from every single person who worked on this fucking movie are in the opening credits. The producers, the executive producers, anyone who did edits, anyone who got Michael Jordan a fucking coffee, everyone is in the opening credits. And this section goes on for so much longer than it, than it needs to. And you're sitting there and you're watching and you're like, yeah, you know, it's the opening credits, whatever. It's a little totally different, but fine, whatever. And it just keeps going and you're looking at your phone and then you look back up and you're like, like, man, this is going on for a while. And then you skip ahead two minutes and it's still fucking going. And it just keeps going for like another five minutes. Finally ending with the last like 30 seconds having background news reporter exposition of Michael Jordan being the best basketball player in the world with screenshots of dunks of him making the dunk but not completing the dunk, which is really interesting. In the last 30 seconds is him just retiring from basketball. They don't use the actual news footage of him announcing that he's retiring from basketball. They film it for the movie, which, alright, fine, you want to do that, sure, whatever. But the thing about it is that the press conference takes place in, like, the fucking MoMA or some shit? Because, like, there's this Renaissance-age mural that's just <laughs> behind him as it's, he's just casually saying that he's, yeah, I'm gonna, he's like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play baseball. 
I'm gonna think I'll be a good pitcher. It's, uh, and it's just that's that's how he talks. For if, like, it's, if it's Renaissance era, it's 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 imagery that it's he's just a rebirth for him. It's so fuck. Oh my god, the visual commentary. Yeah. How could I have been so blind? It's very Snyder Snyderian. <laughs> so you have this interesting shift, and these three scenes. I, I'm gonna call them three scenes. You have these three <laughs> scenes <laughs> because the opening call. credits. The opening credits is essentially its own scene. You have these three scenes that are all completely different in tone. One's very somber and very realistic one is very in your face 2000s montage uh, a, a time capsule of the 1990s and then you have uh this scene that's very expositiony and it just there's shot reverse shot and that's about it then out of nowhere with no context no reason if you didn't realize that this movie had the looney tunes in it you're in for a big fucking surprise oh, because all of a sudden it opens up it doesn't even go to the looney tunes it goes to the bad guys now i forget what the bad guys planet is called but it's essentially an industrial amusement park with danny devito as this fucking M moron mountain moron mountain let me just <sighs> and michael jordan grew up in brooklyn by the way you grew up in Brooklyn? I believe so. Oh, yes. shit. That's where I was born. Oh, shit. Um, I probably should have known that. Oh, well. Planet Moron is essentially home to these, like, slug creatures. Danny DeVito is the slug king. He's the slug CEO in this shitty, like, felt suit with suspenders smoking six cigars at once, <laughs> saying that we need more attractions to the Looney Tunes Park because we don't have all the money in the world and we need all the money in the world or else we'll die. And he has five assistants that are, like, the main bad guys for the show. And they're all fucking incompetent. And he literally says, we need something grandiose. We need something amazing. We need something loony. And as he says that, all the security cameras in the park that should not be hooked up to any kind of interdimensional fucking cable all show the Looney Tunes on every single screen in different cartoons. And he's like, bring me the Looney Tunes. We need the Looney Tunes for the amusement park. And they all fucking scatter. And they... What? Are they called are they called Looney Tunes like in universe? Yes, they're called the Looney Tunes in the universe. But why? They, because they're the fucking Looney Tunes. Okay. It's like Foo Frame Roger Rabbit. It's 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 not even Foo Frame Roger Rabbit. I'm gonna, oh fuck, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Yeah, uh, okay. Oh wait, well you, you you make it make it apparent. On the TV, they're not all showing the same. Well no, here's no, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. You go later on, you you continue to the movie and that he says bring me the Looney Tunes, right? The aliens come down and they, there's this there's this kind of inconsequential scene where they basically kidnap Bugs Bunny so that way they can gather up the rest of the Looney Tunes so they can all capture them to bring them back to Moron Mountain. So obviously the next logical step is to have Michael Jordan come home and, and meet his family. So <laughs> part of the opening credits cites Charles Barkley as one of the actors in this film. He plays he plays himself. He plays one of, he plays he's an actor in the film and he plays himself. And if you don't really know basketball, you're like who the fuck is Charles Barkley? Uh Michael Jordan <laughs> has a dog, right? He has a little pit bull. His name is Charles. The dog's name is Charles and you see Charles like over the dog door of his little doghouse right. as he goes to lovingly attack Michael Jordan as he walks up to his steps. You think to yourself, "Oh, that's Charles Barkley. It's a joke. It's an inside joke. He has a he has a dog named Charles Barkley. Okay. So then later on in the movie, you're fucking blindsided when all of a sudden you hear Charles Barkley is playing basketball and it's some random dude on the court. And you're like, wait, but I thought, then why did they name the dog Charles? 
It doesn't make any sense. Double so it's a double entendre. It's a double. It's a double tundra. Okay. There you go. Just coin that. Write that down. I'm writing it down. So from now on, throughout the rest of the co the course of the story, when you hear the name Charles Barkley, you imagine a dog. Exactly. Okay. So. Except for when we talk about the dog, you should imagine the actual Charles Barkley. <laughs> exactly! You see the puppet of the dog, like, as he brings it in, so that way he falls back, and then he very gingerly falls on the ground, so the dog can lick him, and they can say that no animals were harmed in the making of this fucking atrocity. Um, <laughs> so... He goes into the kitchen, and I don't remember if it was, like, his mom oh, or, like, no. his wife's mom, oh, and they're yeah. in the kitchen. Here's the thing. The outside of the townhouse... <laughs> his house is, like, in the middle of the suburbs, right? And the outside is very grandiose. It looks like it looks like old townhouse. The kitchen is modern as 2000s kitchens can be. And he walks in. Whoever's mom is like, oh, don't worry. I, you want dinner? And she literally says, I made some fried chicken and collard greens. No. Like they just they left that in and like I'm I'm sure it was like even if it was improv like I'm surprised no one just went uh, can we just like can you just like make it can you just take just be like yeah I got some like no you couldn't like retake that scene anything just, else anything else would have been fine but it's just like it's it's done in such a way and it's presented with such confidence that you're just like oh no it was a different time it was oh, it was God. not a different time <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2000 what two when this movie came out. He goes he goes into his living room where all his kids are and the room is just something straight out of like 1600s like <laughs> just it there this house is as tonally monotone as this movie. So he goes in and his kids are watching the news and it's this very like Birdemic-esque news reporter with the with the camera like up to his neck so you just see like the very top of his tie with like the little like this is what I'm reporting about and like the upper like right hand corner that's just too fucking high for any normal news reporter and Michael Jordan's like hey, you shouldn't be watching this kid you should be watching the, you know the Looney Tunes and his kid's like dad are you really retiring from basketball with the same infliction of dad are you and mom really getting a divorce <laughs> like it's just it's so it's just it's horrible he's like he's crushed by the fact that his dad is like retiring from basketball do you remember um do you remember when when Bugs Bunny was the was the maestro and he like he like raised his hands yeah and the guy kept singing yeah. That was pretty funny. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, so he turns on Looney Tunes, right? Anyway, so he turns on the TV, turns on Looney Tunes, and he walks away, and his kids watch are watching like a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote cartoon. And in the middle of it, Porky Pig comes in and he says, Stop, stop the show. A bugs, a bugs Bunny was kidnapped. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta fucking go. So... He brings them all off and he says we have to go, which, okay, that's a funny joke. You know, it implies that all the Looney Tunes cartoons are live. Which begs the question, why there were so many different episodes of the Looney Tunes on all the different screens of the TV? It doesn't make any sense! They were previously recorded! They were, but, like, so what's the other episode? Like, it's just, why does it have to be? They already said that all the cartoons are live, so, like... Oh, I hate How's this Michael movie. Jordan's acting? Michael Jordan's acting. Uh, okay. So, how do I say this? Um, he shouldn't have quit baseball. Anyway, oh, um, wow. it's horrible. Like, every other shot is a close-up of him just not acting. Uh, and every other line is just him not acting. And every other segment is just him not acting. Not acting. So... 
they all go to uh, the Looney Tunes go to this little meeting in this town hall, and the slugs are like, "We're gonna take her, we're gonna take her back to Board Mountain." And Bugs Bunny is like, eh, "Not so fast, Dak." And then he <laughs> pulls out uh, uh, a book that basically says that uh, that it is the law of the land that the Looney Tunes must defend themselves or be given a chance to defend themselves, so that way they don't get you know kidnapped. Which, if that logic worked on them, then he could have just said like, "We can't be kidnapped. Like it's <laughs> it's against the law, kid." Goodbye. Over, yeah. The movie would have been over. But anyway. He's voiced by um Billy West. Billy West. Billy West. He sounds like Billy West. And he does. No offense to Billy West. Yeah, Billy West did his best. He did. He's Billy West. Um so they meet and they're like, Well what 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 form of combat are we gonna like subject these uh slugs to? Us who basically are essentially trickster demigods that can do anything. Area of combat are we going to have them do? And they decide, since the slugs are short and they are tall, that is the basic logic of their decision, that they're going to challenge them to a game of basketball. <laughs> they could have just said, why don't we just do a who's taller contest? Yeah, exactly! <laughs> they would have won. <laughs> the Bugs Bunny could have just, like, hit him. With a mallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the original Bugs Bunny, they'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> the moment they hit Earth, those, those aliens would be dead. Absolutely. They really nerfed Bugs Bunny. They could have just had the, um... They just could They could have had the... They could, Bugs Bunny and fucking Duck Muck literally had a giant pencil and was like erasing Daffy. Exactly. They could have just erased the movie from existence. <laughs> well, no, they can't do that because everything is uh, CGI done, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, nothing's drawn. It's all shell-shaded and ridiculous. So yeah. it's not like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Not at all. Because that was all... Hand-drawn. Yeah. I have to check that. Uh, I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense as the way... the Because I, I remember the way the Looney Tunes look. It does... It is. It's it's terrible. They yeah. look horrible. Yeah, they don't look like they're there. So... So... The slugs realize that, you know, they suck at basketball because they're fucking slugs. And they can't do anything about it. So then, they're like, alright, we need to... We need to be better at basketball. So they go to a basketball game in the classic uh, trench coat uh, scenario. Also, they get courtside seats. I don't know how the fuck they do that. But anyway, um, so they go to a game uh, uh, that has Charles Barkley, and they're like, all right, we need to figure out how we're going to beat these guys. So they watch them play basketball, and they're like, hey, they're really good at basketball. So they steal their talent for playing basketball. How'd they do that? They turn into liquid. Okay. They absorb the ball. Okay. They touch the ball. Yeah. And they absorb the talent into the ball. It's like Flubber. I gotta see the ball. <laughs> I gotta date the ball. <laughs> I gotta be the ball. Dude, I've had like three lines. Don't look at me. It's... <laughs> you don't want me to look at you at all? Uh... Now, when you say Charles Barkley... <laughs> I do mean the basketball player in the uh, scenario, I wonder what happens yes. if you Google like, is, I want to see like if there's the image of the dog that will come up like, I yeah. really hope so Just, look, there's probably a thread about the naming of that one dog in the movie <laughs> he has a line they, also they don't establish like beforehand that that's what they're doing oh. it's not until after they've taken the talent and put it in the basketball that he goes I got it I got their talent <laughs> just like that that is a line I vividly remember watching as a child. This is a metaphor for the creators of Space yeah. Jam appropriating the talent of, of their older Tunes <laughs> animators and using it for their movie. Exactly. They're the slugs. So, 
then there's this whole comedic bit of them turning into uh, good basketball players in front of the Looney Tunes eyes. And they are, they, they then become monsters, but no, they're superstars. No, they're monsters. That's pretty clever. It's pretty. It's Not honestly, it's wordplay. Unlike those of, uh, <laughs> the bard himself, uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare uh, is rolling in his grave. One other thing I want to say about the Monstars is that they are all caricatures of the basketball players whose talent they stole. Yeah. But, like, it's not obvious, and, like, there's some interesting bodily stereotypes that they gotta put in there, too. Okay. Well, if you're a kid, like, you don't fucking know who Larry Bird is enough to be like, oh, that monster's supposed to be Larry Bird. Exactly, so <laughs> they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that at all. The Looney Tunes are like, damn, we need help. We need to, someone to, to help us with this basketball game. Someone who will teach us to be good at basketball. So, while Michael Jordan is playing golf, he gets sucked in a golf hole and right. is now in Looney Tune land. Yeah, also, uh, Newman from Seinfeld is in this movie Newman as well. Newman from Seinfeld is in this movie. Why yes. is he in this movie? He, uh, to find Michael Jordan. Because he was in Toy Story 2. That's why. <laughs> he, uh, there's, okay, so throughout the movie he tries to get Michael Jordan back and there's this joke where he's trying to dig the hole of the golf thing to dig deeper to eventually find Michael Jordan. They didn't have, like, enough money to do anything more than just make the hole bigger width-wise instead of making it deeper. So there's just... He's just in a hole yeah. that's two feet deep, and he's just surrounded by more dirt. That's it. He doesn't go any deeper, and through the course of the movie, he's like, oh, he keeps digging, but no, he just he just digs around. He doesn't dig any deeper. So anyway, uh, I hate this movie. Sorry, uh, Shane is training to be a basketball star in the background. <laughs> he's trying to contact all Looney Tunes. He did it. He's back. Shane, what's your story? Are you a basketball player now? Did you I, win? Did you take their talent? I got it. I got their <laughs> talent. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so, um, then Michael Jordan is in Looney Tune Town. Uh, he's not at all shocked by the fact that Looney Tunes actually exist. And Bugs Bunny does the Who Framed Roger Rabbit kiss a year after Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. A year? Yeah. When did this movie come out? This movie came out in like two... I want to say this movie came out in 1999. That's Roger Rabbit was like... Yeah, it was like 80, 87, I think. You're being hyperbolic. Is it? I'm I'm probably being hyperbolic. I I, look are, up look up when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. It was like 85, I thought. It's, it's 88. Oh. Super... Well, so when did Space Jam come out? Let's see. Space Jam. 1996. 96. So eight years game. after. Eight years after Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they 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 pull that shit. And it's terrible because, as you said before, it doesn't look like the Looney Tunes are actually there in yeah. relation to, you know, a real person. And especially in Looney Tune Land, it looks like the real person isn't actually there. Yeah. So the kiss just... It just doesn't work. And also, Michael Jordan doesn't kiss back. Aww. So it's just awkward for everyone. Yeah. And he keeps doing these takes to the camera of, like, the classic Looney Tune takes where, like, they'll just, like, look at the camera like, mm, get a load of this guy. But it's Michael Jordan doing it, so it looks like he's like, why am I in this film? So. You have to pay extra. Look, you know how expensive it is just to have Michael Jordan on set? Like, it's going to cost extra if you want him to fucking act. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, 
there's a lot that happens. Uh, Michael Jordan gets turned into a basketball by the Monstars and gets dribbled around. Uh, he tries to teach the Looney Tunes how to play basketball, but they end up just destroying the gymnasium that they're in. It just... None of this makes sense. Wacky None of this does anything. There's two things that I want to talk about. Yeah. For this, because I I, yeah. I could talk about this movie all day, okay. but I, but I I don't have time for that. Okay. What I do want to talk about are two very near and dear scenes that are close to my heart. Okay. Yes. One of which involves Michael Jordan needing to get supplies yes. to be good at basketball. Right. Now. Michael Jordan was playing golf, if you remember, when he was captured. Also, he loses a shoe when he gets thrown into the golf thing, but he keeps both shoes when he's in Looney Tune Town. Anyway, so, he's in a polo shirt and khakis, and he's like, I can't play basketball in this. I need you to go to my house. Go to my house. You look at me like I wrote it. Go to my house. Okay, yeah. And get my training gear. All right. Now, there is no reason why Michael Jordan cannot just go to his own house okay. to get his own training gear. Right. Instead, he sends Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck to get it for him. Understood. Presumably so he can teach everyone else how to play basketball in the meantime, except that he doesn't because he needs his training gear to teach people how to play basketball. It does not make sense. Anyway, then what happens? So they go to his house, and my wow. favorite, my favorite character, Charles Barkley. I'm sorry. Are you okay? I'm swell. Did I hurt you? I'm good. Okay, continue. My favorite character, Charles Barkley. No Christians were hurting. Uh, decide. Oh, you looked up Charles Barkley? Yeah, it's the, it's the funny it's dog. The dog. It's the funny dog. As a, on our on slash movie details, there's a, a thread that says in Space Jam, Michael Jordan's dog is named Charles Barkley. Do you but get it? Also, this guy spelt Michael and Jordan wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jordan. gosh! Everything involving this movie is a fucking disaster. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you can do it. So they go to his house, yeah. right? And they have a comedic bit of them, like, getting into the house and everything, and they make a bunch of noise, so it wakes up the dog. Mm -hmm. So the dog knows that they're there. Yeah. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley knows that they're there. <laughs> now, the thing about it is that the dog was not very big when Michael Jordan was dealing with him, yeah. but with the Looney Tunes, even though the Looney Tunes are only about half the size, this dog is gargantuan, alright? This dog is, fits halfway up the door frame yeah. in some of these scenes. So, they walk into the house, and... They're trying to find his training gear, and they see a single shoe, a single Michael Jordan shoe, above this fireplace in this room of the house that we have never seen. Just the one. Just the one. Okay. One shoe. Yeah. Not the pair. Okay. Just one shoe. Yeah. I believe it was the left. Okay. I believe. <laughs> I, and I'm not even going to fact check that. <laughs> it's a 50-50 shot. So they're trying to get this shoe off the fireplace, and the dog comes, right? Yeah. Now, before this, they had gone to other rooms to see if they can find the stuff, and they accidentally walked into Michael Jordan's daughter's room. And Michael Jordan's daughter opens oh. her eyes, sees the Looney Tunes. We actually had a conversation about seeing I repeat, sees the Looney Tunes, cartoons that she's only witnessed on TV, that is and does absolutely fucking nothing. 
She does not scream. She does not freak out. She doesn't go, hey, are you Bugs Bunny? She does nothing. She doesn't even try to offer to go to the shop, right? No, nothing. But when you say it, <laughs> you say it. So it's, it's just no script. You can go to the mic whenever you want. It's just we're doing a bit. So, so, so she gets her older brother and her older sister and brings them to the fireplace where Charles Barkley is attacking them for trying to steal a shoe. And they tell the dog to leave because the Looney Tunes are in their house and they have not called the police. They have not... Excuse me. They have not called for mother and or grandmother. Let me ask you this. Yes? Would you call the cops on Spongebob? Yes! Why? If I saw Spongebob in my house, he's not supposed to be in my house. If I don't Spongebob care if- was in your house, he's like, ah, I need I your, uh, ambulance, because I, I thought maybe I was having problems <laughs> if I saw the fucking Looney Tunes okay. Spongebob it doesn't, it doesn't matter, okay, Travis Willingham is one of my favorite voice actors ever. If he was just in my fucking house in the middle of the night, I would call the police, because he's not supposed to be in my house in the middle of the night. Yeah. And of course, the first question that they ask, that the kid asks, is, not, what are you doing in my house? It's not, what is going on? Yeah. It is not, what are you doing with my father's basketball shoe? They skip all of those pleasant formalities because this movie isn't long enough already. <laughs> and they ask, the older kid asks, is my dad getting back into basketball? To which Bugs Bunny replies, Yes. Now, did Bugs Bunny have the shoes in his hands at that point? Yes. Okay, then it's almost forgivable. It's no, because it, it could be Bugs Bunny could be pawning off Michael Jordan's shoe. <laughs> exactly. That is actually something he would do. Yes, it is. <laughs> More likely than anything he does. And in this kid, movie. it is established that this kid is aware of what the Looney Tunes are, so he would know that Bugs Bunny is probably stealing the shoe for some personal benefit. Exactly. Yeah. Bugs Bunny is an asshole. And so he's and Bugs Bunny's like, your your dad is pretty cool, and the kid's like, yes. <laughs> so. The rest of the movie is just nonsensical. Um, the, his training gear doesn't have any of his team's name on it. It's just a blank jersey. Uh, it doesn't have the colors of his of the Lakers. Like he doesn't have a Toon Squad no. jersey. Oh. No, he doesn't have a Toon Squad jersey. He doesn't even get Toon Squad jersey until later. Yeah. So. You can watch the rest of the movie, and honestly, the last 20 minutes of the movie are the only good parts of the movie. Yeah. You know, the Looney Tunes that. are playing basketball. There is one aspect of the movie, though, that I want to talk about, and that is uh, uh, Newman. Because right. he just shows up. So does Bill Murray. He, but Bill Murray, like, it's almost, for, it's forgivable with Bill Murray because it's Bill Murray. All right, fine. Like, he just, he's good at basketball for five minutes, and then that's it. But that's, he's playing Bill Murray. Yes. Wayne so, Knight is not Wayne Knight. <laughs> so, Newman is like, Michael Jordan, I'm your personal assistant, I thought you were dead. And he's like, I want to play basketball too. And Michael Jordan's like, but you're Newman from Seinfeld, how are you going to play basketball? So he's like, I want to contribute to this. So, during the basketball game, at, after halftime, the Looney Tunes are winning. And he's giving them some kind of like, pep talk about how to like, uh, be better, to like, they're going to kill Michael Jordan and take the Looney Tunes, no matter if they win or not. I don't fucking, I don't know. Anyway, so Newman just happens to be in the locker of their locker room. It's never shown him, like, sneaking in. He's just in the locker somehow. It's, I'm, I don't even think it's, it's barely previously established that he's at the game. Like, it just, <laughs> he just kind of is. So, 
he's in the locker room and he makes a noise he makes a gasp and they find him and they're like we're gonna take care of you now the monsters are fully aware that he's listened to their conversation and it's a very delicate conversation if this conversation comes out then like it's bad news for them so they burn him <laughs> but then he returns to the locker room of the Looney Tunes to let them know what he heard. So they left him alive and they let him go, but not before giving him third degree burns that are healed in the next scene. Maybe they. Yeah, because it's not like Roger Rabbit logic where only the tunes can't get hurt. Exactly. It just so, sense. so then later on. Later on, he's like, put me in the game, coach, because all the other Looney Tunes are getting fucking pummeled by the Monstars. And Newman's like, put me in, and Michael Jordan's like, all right, I'll put you in. And Newman goes in and then immediately gets flattened by one of the Monstars. Flattened the into funny. a pancake. I remember that. It's then he's taken game. to a hospital, and it's implied that he's dead, because he doesn't come back for the rest of the movie. Holy oh, fuck. Shit. And that is Space Jam in a nutshell. I hate... That movie so much. I think the funniest part is that you've only seen like a couple weeks ago. I really have for the first just, time. It didn't. It didn't help at all. Yep, uh, the he state that I was in, nothing. Was nothing flattened. helps. Oh man, he's just. It's well, just weird. It's terrible. terrible. They didn't do the Who Framed Roger Rabbit where he's in the. Uh, well, first of all, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the humans in Toontown follow the rules of Toontown. So mm -hmm. like when the elevator goes up really fast, the detective he is he's flattened. Yeah. And it just, it looks like it's like his head sticking out of the ground with just a jacket around him. <laughs> and, but in this, he's flattened, but like, like dead. Like, yep. <laughs> he's roadkill. <laughs> oh, you didn't even talk about Lola. <laughs> Should you? She's played by Kate McKinnon. In the Lola Spring Bunny. <sighs> that's, that's, that, that's a topic for another time. Like. We all know Lola Bunny is what started the furry craze of the 90s and has it? since... It absolutely is. I, th I, I would say so. Like, sure, like, there was anthropomorphic animals, but, like, this Lola Bunny was like, they can be sexy. They don't know what they unleashed with Lola Bunny. And, honestly, it... Her character is not. Wig, I'm sorry. She's not at all. Yeah. That was Christian Jesus. Wig. Was she no, was not in Space Jam. In Space Jam, she's played by Kathy Sosi. Sure. One? Yeah. Probably. Who is who is she? She's. I don't know. Let's see. Believe it. Movies and TV shows. Is this did this movie introduce Lola? She was. Yeah. She's a she's a cartoon voice actor. She was Sally in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that makes sense. So it actually, really I apologize. Uh, it's not Space Jam that has, uh, caused the furry outcry. It is, uh, the it's, it's... Sally Acorn. It's Kath, it's Kath Susie. Kath Susie? Yeah. Right. Kath Susie, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for your contribution. Come on the podcast. Um. <laughs> Do the voice. Do the voice of Lola Bunny. Come on, come on with the fucking Tico guy. It, Space Jam just... It does. It didn't need to exist, but it is. It was just one big commercial for Michael Jordan's, like yeah, the shoes. Was, but now it's it perfect because it is so dated that it is a time capsule of the era. It is. There's a there's a line that Wayne Knight has where he says, "Lace up your Nikes. We'll grab a Big Mac on the way over to like he he says like four different things in one sentence, four different product placements, in one sentence. That's and it's atrocious. Oh my gosh. Is there anything left to say? Um. 
for our special guest. The, uh, I mean, I, I guess some last thoughts. Um, Space Jam is horrible. Phantom Pain was cut off at the knees. Uh, Metal Gear Survive is terrible. Uh, Toy Story 2 sucks dick. Uh, oh, Toy Story 4 has the potential to be interesting, but it probably won't be. We'll talk about it. Um, Actually, it won't be here, but, you know. I found the line. What's the line? Like, here, can I, can I do the line sure, of my yeah, best, yeah, Bill Murray? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Wayne Knight. It's, yeah, it's, it's Wayne Knight. It's Newman. Uh, come on, Michael, it's game time. Get your Hanes on, lace up your Nikes, grab your Whiteys and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. That's what it is. Yeah. That was not my best Wayne Knight, but there what it is. Actor. That's me. Oh, man. What, a man. what is it with Wayne Knight and, you know... Anything? Yeah. I mean... Am I right? <laughs> he was very popular because... I, I guess it was just Seinfeld, but, like, he was Toy Story 2. He played Zerg in the Buzz Lightyear movie. He was Zerg? Yeah, in the Buzz what? Lightyear... Uh, yeah. Wow. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was... A, Mark. Fucking Alan Zerger, the same voice? It's the Buzz Lightyear movie. You think I don't know oh, this? the Buzz Lightyear movie. The Buzz Lightyear, okay. yeah, not the not the Toy Story 2, but in, in yeah. the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command movie, which is a pilot for the the Disney Afternoon show, um, Wayne Knight played Zerg. Yeah, Wayne Knight's kind of like a shadow of his former career, and you know what, you know what they say? Sh shadows die twice. Excuse me? I'm currently playing uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I got it. And I, I want to... I want to cut off my own toenails and at, at anonymous source told me that and and bleed out. Oh, that was Mike, wasn't it? An anonymous source told me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if you had like a cliffhanger in the last podcast because all I have to say about it is that uh, every single boss in the trailer of of the of Sekiro um, is super easy. Like every boss they show in the in the trailer is like you can beat it on your first try pretty really? easily if you know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, every other mini boss, uh, can you just go fuck yourself? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work. The mechanics don't work. <laughs> oh. uh. I've never played. I wouldn't know. Uh, you ever played Dark Souls? Anybody here played Dark no, Souls? No, I, I played, played Dark Souls. Yes. I'm not brave. And I played Bloodborne. Bloodborne was amazing. Bloodborne, Bloodborne? Was the one yeah, I Bloodborne's pretty good. I've I've have not beaten Bloodborne. I've only beaten Dark Souls three. Isn't Sekiro just samurai Dark Souls? Kind of, but it's more about blocking than dodging. Ah, uh, which is weird because mm -hmm. it's because uh, it's samurai. You think that they'd be about the dodging, and the knights with the shields would be about blocking. Yeah, well, ugh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, um, for those of you who are uh, wondering why uh, we did not have a sponsor for this episode, it was because uh, I said fuck literally one too many times. And Space Jam quotes were enough of a sponsorship. Yes. So therefore, I need to ask the question, <laughs> is there anything else left to say? Oh, you well, well, oh, almost had it. I almost had it. More time. Don't say left. No else. Oh, no, what the fuck? <laughs> is there, is there anything else to say? One more time. <laughs> it's, left. Left. it's left. Is there anything that we need to say more of? We're leaving all of that. I'm not cutting any of that. <laughs> is there anything left to say? Shane? I'd like to thank Brad for coming on to our, our podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It was a, it was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Christian? Yes. You're gonna do anything to say? You're gonna do an outro? Okay, <laughs> Just, come on. We're professionals. Here's the outro. Ready? Here's the outro. Right, oh wait, wait, wait. We didn't. Did you do the one word story? We need to guess. Okay, that'll be less. Come than. on. Ready? One word. Oh, yeah, one word story. Right. One word story. Get, get in the mic. Get All right. Mic. Get close to the mic. One okay. word story.
One word, oh, one one word, word story. story. Yeah, we've done this every time. Right. What's a one word story? It's like you say uh, a word. He says you a word. Say it's a, a chain. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, hello. You start. My name is Greg, and we have too many things in my life that we can't <laughs> talk about. So we aren't going to talk about pogs. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, Cut the episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mark, for not realizing that good night is one word. <laughs> no, it's not. Fuck thank you. you, everyone else, for not realizing that thank you is two words. <laughs> go see Space Jam. Go see Space Jam Two coming out. Soon. If you have Hulu, go home and watch Space Jam. Is know. it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Space Jam Two is slated to release. I've never seen it. Is it Kobe Bryant? 2021. Who's, 2021. Who's LeBron James. LeBron James. No, that's wrong. Yes. Wait, there's no, another right. Space Jam? Space Jam Yeah, they're making a new one. No! <laughs> Can we get an end scene? Okay, go ahead. End scene.